Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Jesus' name in the church said, amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. Can we give the worship team a hand real quick? Can we give Jesus a hand real quick? All right, that was cool. That was cool. I mean, give Jesus a hand like you just made it through 2017 type of praise. Still a little wishy-washy. Still a little wishy-washy. I mean, has anybody ever been through something before? Like you struggled a little bit during 2017, even if it was the littlest of things that God brought you through. Those dark times that you had when you were alone, when he was the light unto your feet and the lamp unto your path. His faithfulness is what brought you through. Because God isn't inconsistent. God isn't wishy-washy. God isn't, isn't here now and gone tomorrow. God is with us always. So he deserves all honor. He deserves all praise. He deserves all glory. So I'm going to give it to him like he deserves it. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all better act like 2018 is a blessing. Y'all better act like 2018 is a blessing. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Obviously, I'm not the big, light-skinned, bald-headed buff dude. John R. Butcher Sr. I'm actually John R. Butcher Jr. Alongside my wife, um, I'm the Elevate YM Youth Director here at the Building Christian Fellowship. I'm honored and blessed to serve here at my church and impact the community. I'm thankful for having pastors and parents in John R. Butcher Sr. and Kaya Butcher. And can we give our pastors a hand real quick? Yes. Through their sacrifice, I don't know if you guys saw, if you guys were here last service, uh, I had to run up off the drums to come play here real quick. And, and the loving heart that our pastors had, my dad was like, look, I can play the drums if you need me to. I was like, you and the team are cool with it? That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Do your thing. I know he was juiced about it, too. He's like, not only did he get to play drums today, but he got to play drums on the youth Sunday. So he's like <laughs> super juiced about it. Anybody have plans for 2018? Anybody want to build a business? Anybody want to uh, 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 maybe, where are the singles at? Anybody want to get married? Uh, be real. Be real. She's like, ah, me. Anybody that's married want to have kids maybe, start a family, grow a family? You know, uh, uh, get a good-paying job. Who doesn't need a good-paying job in 2018? Especially, especially living in California. But listen, listen, listen. I want you to understand something before we transition into the new year. All those, th- all those things are good. All those things are fine. But I feel like we have all the right attitudes in all the wrong places. I want you to understand that life is nothing but a vapor. We'll be here today and gone tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised, so we have to make the most out of today, amen? amen. Real quick, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down at the top. Y'all ready? A perfect plan for 2018. A perfect plan for 2018. I want you guys to turn with me to James chapter 4, verses 13. If you guys get there, say, going up. If you ain't there yet, say, hold on, bruh. You don't have it yet. 
technology. Triple wide, turn up. Y'all there? We good? And it reads, the New King James Version. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live. Somebody say live. live. If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now, somebody say now. now. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. See, some of y'all are looking at me kind of like, what are you saying? I can't make any plans for 2018? I had plans. Matter of fact, I had plans tonight. What are you saying? I'm not saying that. I'm saying go for those goals. Goals for those, go for those visions. Go for those dreams. But planning a life independent from God leads to death. It leads to death. I don't want you guys leaving here thinking that the, the, the split decision between those decisions that you have in your life is just like, okay, there's going towards God, there's you know, sinning, and then there's in between. There is no in between. There is no gray area. Either you are for God or you are against God. Let me make this clear. Either you are moving towards God or you are moving away from God. There is no in between. There's no standing still. Because the moment that you stand still, the moment that you get stagnant is the moment that you're floating away from God. You have to be intentional about each and every moment that you have in 2018. You know, the, the way that the human, oh Lord, the way that the human mind works is like we, we take bits and pieces of little information and, and we deduct and we figure out a plan to, to, to make the next move. So if you're in traffic and you see a bunch of cars ran into each other, what are you going to do? You're going to get out the way to avoid it? You might stop and see, okay, let me make sure that it's safe for me to move through the area, that there's nothing going on, people walking around. I'm going to make a smart decision, right? You know, we, we gather bits and bits of information and think that we know the way. And, and, and when we go through life, we think that, well, maybe if I just get married, then I'll be fulfilled. You know, two halves make a whole, right? She completes me. Maybe if I just have this baby, then, then I'll live my, my purpose. I've always wanted to be a father. I always wanted to be a mother. Maybe then I'll be fulfilled. Maybe if I get this job in 2018 and I'm able to pay the bills that I need to pay and, and pay rent. Everybody wants to pay rent, right? Maybe then I'll be living out my purpose. Maybe then, maybe once I get to the other side, but the grass is not. It looks good on the other side, but there is only one good, and that's Jesus Christ. I want you to understand this. You know, understand the only way to true eternal life is through Jesus Christ. There was a, a, a point in time, I was probably like Judah's age. Judah's my little brother. He's 12? 11? 12? Around that age. And so we're on our way to my grandma's house. I'm with my mom, and I grew up in my grandma's house uh, over in Vacaville. And I, I, I spent my time there. I had a bunch of friends there. We're headed over there. And so we're coming around the corner. We didn't live too far away. My mom was like, look. Don't you go jumping out this car and running to the door. Wait for me to get out the car. I'm like, we're going to grandma's house. What do I got to wait for you for? Grandma's door is right there. I can just run. We'll be right there. Look, John, don't go running out this door and running towards the house. Wait for me to get out. I'm like, what is she talking about? So we stop. I get out the car. Guess what I do? I 
I run towards the door. And guess what else happened? At the time, when I was Judah's age, I was absolutely terrified of dogs. Terrified of dogs. And there comes this dog. This dog is running like full speed at me, teeth showing. And I'm going to tell you, he looked like a dingo mixed with a wolf, mixed with a coyote. I didn't know what it was, but I was stricken in fear. And I, I, don't, I don't remember screaming like a girl, but I feel like it was justified in that situation because I was just so afraid. Ah, help, help, help. More like help. I didn't have the baritone, my boy. I didn't come out the womb talking this deep. I just want y'all to know that you didn't know. But at that moment, my mom comes. My friend comes over to get his dog. My mom's like, I told you to wait on me. I told you to wait on me. Same way that God tells us to wait and rely on him. You see, when we go through life thinking that we know the way, that we know the path, and that we think we have the best interest for us, when God is like, I created you. How is the creation going to tell the creator what he's supposed to do? Can you imagine if a spoon had a mind and he said, you know what? I might be a spoon, but I was destined to be a shovel. (laughs) How absurd is that? How absurd is that? That's the same way that we treat God. Like, you know what, God? I know I was called to follow you, but I think I need to get married first before I become a Christian. I think I need to fulfill my life before I become a Christian. I'm young. I got the rest of my life to become a Christian. I need to live out my life first. I need to go ahead and get my party on. I need to go ahead and do the things that I want to do. All my friends are having fun, and I'm missing out being at church. Oh, are you wrong? Oh, are you wrong? And I'm not trying to pitch this, oh, church is fun. It is fun. But listen, you want to be able to choose life over death each and every time. No, we, we treat God this way, and I want us to write this down. Who, we are as, who are we as creations to tell the creator what our purpose is? Because we are not equipped to do life alone, go through life, excuse me. We are not equipped to do life through eternity alone. We're not equipped to make it to eternity. Most of us can't even fathom what eternity is. We think, well, you know what, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to live a happy life, and I'm going to die, and that's it. Even as a Christian, we don't have a full understanding of what eternity is. We're limited in our thinking. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he created us out of dust, and and he formed us, and he created us with purpose for us to to rule and abide over everything on the earth. And and he gave us direction, and he gave us orders on how to move in the things that we're supposed to move in. And, And he told Adam, the very first man, and his wife, or he actually told Adam, look, eat of any tree in the garden. Any tree, except this one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because what did he say? Because if you eat of it, you will surely die. So time comes, Adam gets a wife. The wife gets fooled. The wife eats of the fruit. She convinces her husband to eat of the fruit. Then there starts the separation from God. So from that decision, they, they choose death. And time goes along, and God is like, you know what? I have to bring bring my, my creations back to me. So he, he, he puts, he puts uh, 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 steps and principles in order, and he creates commandments for us to follow. And, and he teaches us how to sacrifice and to set up the altar and to make it so that we can uh, uh, live our life right before God. But he's like, no, that's not enough. Here comes Jesus. Jesus sacrificed himself 
and took our place where we deserve death, God stepped in the void for us. Where, where, where we deserve to, 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 to uh, uh, go through a crucifixion like he did, he stepped in and said, no, I love you so much that I'm going to give myself that if you just believe in me, that if you just have faith in me, you will then have everlasting life. I know you see life as it is right now, but, but you can't just have faith in what you see. You have to have faith in me. Trust my word. My word doesn't come back void. My word does not, does not and my word is not incomplete. God is intentional about every word that he says. I want you to know that. When he says that he loves you, he means it. When he says, when he gives you visions and when he gives you dreams, he's going to give you provision to see those visions and dreams. That's the type of God that we serve. So if he says he loves you and he cares for you, why wouldn't he provide a way for you to come back to him? Here's the grace that we all need, the unmerited favor that we all have, that we all forget that we have sometimes. You know, we mismanage our grace. We misinvest our grace. But our grace is to be invested in our relationship with God. You know, we don't have much time. We really don't. At any moment, God can crack the sky and and carry all his people up, and that's it. That's it. Or as a matter of fact, you know, uh, in Jesus' time, he had came into this situation where, you know, Jesus wasn't so disconnected where he didn't know what his people were going through, just like he does now. He knows you personally. Each and every hair on your head is numbered, not counted, numbered, meaning he knows what hair is going to grow. He knows what hair is going to fall out. He knows each and every individual detail about you. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make something relatable to him. I'm going to make my word relatable to him. So he did did it in the form of parables. Turn with me to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And this is a meaty verse. I need y'all to stay awake. We have to turn the heater down to keep y'all awake. It's good, all right? Luke chapter 12, starting from verse 16 in the NLT. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. They don't have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend... You have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, somebody say, but God. But God said to him, you fool. You will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. I want you guys to understand, like, in this life, when you work hard and you get all the things that you want to get, the nice car, the good job, the, 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 everything that you, uh, uh, the, the material things in your life that you're working to get, when you die, guess what? It's not going with you. I hate to burst your bubble. It's not going with you. It's not going with you. Store up your treasures in heaven. You know, there, there are two things. Like, we don't, we don't know how to live this life. I, I found a really uh, funny quote. From Charles Spurgeon, he said, there are two great certainties about things that shall come to pass. One is that God knows, and the other is we do not know. Let's continue in chapter, uh, chapter 12, starting from verse 22. This is how Jesus breaks down his parable. He says, then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. 
For life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are more valuable to him than any birds. Look at your neighbor, neighbor and say, you're valuable. Can all your worries add a single moment to life? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Is you being fearful and you being cautious adding a single second to your life? Faith is what brings eternal life into this situation. Faith in God is what brings eternal life into this situation. And if, I, if, I, and if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what, what's the use of worry over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything that you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. It is God's will for you to come back to him. It is God's will for you to inherit the kingdom. You know, we are just a bunch of people just living lives, going through each and every moment. We are children of the most high God. You are not defined by what you do. You are defined by who you are. Don't let the enemy tell you that you are anything else, that you are stupid, that you are less than, that you are a mistake, that you are an accident. You are a child of the most high God, and you have to believe that in order to walk in the things that God has for you. That's the best thing I found out about my life. Because, see, being a PK, I, I didn't want people to think that I was, like, uppity or you know, holier than thou or anything. So I kind of neglected myself from trying to serve in church. I was like, I don't want anybody treating me any kind of way. I don't want anybody giving me kind of favor because I'm the pastor's son or the preacher's son. I'm just going to stick to myself and be cool. Until I realized the plan that God had for my life. You see, over, the, over this past 2017, it's been hectically busy. I found out back in April, June, that I was going to be a father. Earlier, that, earlier this year, I answered the call to be a leader of Elevate YM. And let me, let me tell you something. It's not easy. On top of being a leader in church, on top of being a husband, on top of about to being a, a father, I work 50 hours a week to provide for my family. So when I first started as a leader here at church, our pastors were like, look, if at any moment you feel burnt out, we want to avoid burnout in our leaders. Let us know. Talk to us. Stay connected. I'm like, I'm feeling burnt out now. <laughs> but I wouldn't let them know that. So I worked until I realized I came to a breaking point. My grandfather, Eugene Terry, is right there in the back. And anytime he has a real hard conversation with you, he'll say, you're headed for a brick wall. You hit it for a brick wall. That's the conversation where you know, like, oh, man, I'm about to cry. My grandpa looked to make me cry. And, like, he didn't even say nothing, but you're about to hit a brick wall. And I hit a brick wall in my life where I realized that my strength wasn't enough to get me through. 
that my endurance wasn't enough to get me through. So where's what I had to do? Had to do. Here's what I had to come to the conclusion to, that I have to trust and rely on God's strength. That I had to trust and rely on God's plan. Because I've made plans for myself and they failed. I've trusted in people and they failed. But the second I trusted in God, even when I was unsure about myself, even when I didn't see the end, he's come through each and every time. So going into 2018, let me share something with you. I'm fearful. I don't know what's going to happen. We made plans. I don't know if they'll come out, but I'm trusting in God with each and every plan. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me to make sure that Elevate isn't ran by John Butcher Jr., but Elevate is ran by God. I told the youth one Thursday, I said, look. If God called me to stop being Elevate YM, I'm still a child of God. I still have a purpose. I still have things to go through. Like I said before, you are not defined by what you do. But because God has called me to a place, because God has called me to a position, I'm going to serve with everything that I have. I'm laying down my life as a living sacrifice because that's what's acceptable. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's the least that I can do. I don't have any room to be arrogant. I don't have any room to be bullheaded. I don't have any room to rely on my own strength. If I'm going to get through this and, and do what God has called me to do, I have to rely on his purpose and his provision. You guys have the same access. You guys have the same calling, not necessarily to be a youth director, but you have the same calling of God on your life. You have purpose. You have a plan. And God wants to see you through that. Amen? Amen. Everybody get something out of this? Amen. Stand to your feet. Let me tell you, now I missed something because I forgot about my notes. Good Lord. I missed a really key point about 2018. The pivotal point that you're going to need to be before you get there. The pivotal point that our church is being in 2018 to make sure that we see God's plans through. You guys ready for that word? Y'all ready? It's intentional. It's intentional. It's intentional. And I want you guys to understand before we move on to this next year that there's a big difference between good intentions and being intentional. Good intentions is just a good thought. I want to lose weight, but I eat Burger King every morning. I want to be stronger, but I don't work out. I want to make money, but when I show up to work, I don't even enter the front door. How can I expect to get paid? I got to be intentional. I got to be intentional about the relationships that I have in my life. Certain relationships aren't, 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 aren't moving me towards God. All love, I love those people in my life, but guess what? There are boundaries I got to have in my relationship. There's certain things that we have to change. There's certain mindsets that we have to have. Every day we have to renew our minds. You know how you do that? You get uh, uh, dug deep into God's word. You serve in your church with all your heart, not just when you're scheduled. Be intentional in 2018. And as a leader here at the Building Christian Fellowship, the best thing I can ever give, anything I can ever give you is Jesus. And here is the most important part of the service. Do you have good intentions or are you going to be intentional? Here's the moment. If you are here today 
and you have never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you knew God, you knew Jesus, you had a relationship with Jesus, but you want to be intentional about getting reconnected to him. I want you to quickly raise your hand. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.